Welcome to Loving That Sports Talk with your host, James Loving. If you're looking for a fast-paced show that covers football and so much more, this is the place to be. Now, here's your host, formerly of the Philadelphia Eagles, James Loving. This is James Loving, your host of Loving That Sports Talk, and always co-hosting with me, hanging out with a buddy. You know, Glove? I'm here, Love. How are you doing today? I'm doing good. You you hanging in there, right? Yeah, man, I'm I'm hanging in here, brother. Well, one, we're gonna get our controllers out to you and your family, glove, and hope you everything go good with you. You know what I mean? Hey, man, I appreciate it. I, you know how you know how we do it. I appreciate it a lot, man. Just a thought. Yeah, this is what you're all going through. So, but uh, let's get it started, glove. Let's make it happen. You know, and you know, I always got to go back to where you know I'm from. You know, the first news of the day, and that's talking about Erlacher. Retiring. Um, I just seen it coming, you know. I just seen, you know, once when the, he didn't accept the Bears' offer, he took his pride. And I think we talked about this, well, that these veterans are not getting picked up by the teams now, you know. So the money, you know, the $2 million they offered him, he should have took. Do you agree with that, Glove? Oh, I totally agree. You know what? At some point, he got to follow his pride and realize that he's not the player he used to be. And he's thinking that. He's Brian Erlacher right out of New Mexico. He's Brian Erlacher, 13-year veteran, which in the last three to four years, I don't think he's completed a full season, nor has he led his team in tackles and, and sacks. So I think $2 million was a generous offer. He should have took it and ran. Well, let's talk about, I mean, we, we stay on Erlacher, but we see this, I mean, common now, all these veterans that, you know, at the end of their career, and I think, like we talk about, there's a minimum league minimum, like for basketball, I think it's a million. I don't know what it is for football, but why is their pride kicking in? And they say, you know, this organization owe us, they should, you know, pay. Why do you think that kicks in? Because I know we, as a we'll take whatever you get, right? To sit the minute, of course. I'll with two million. Go ahead, Glenn. I mean, but, no, but you're right. You're right. You got to look at what you got to look at is, yeah, they do feel like something is still owed to them. You know, who wants to be considered the old man? You know, nobody wants to get old. That's, you know, that's what's wrong with society. That's what's wrong with people. You're going to get old if you're if you're lucky. Guess what? If you're not lucky, you'll never know because you're dead. So you should look forward to, to getting older and people respecting the fact that you're an older person. With these guys here, they got to know that their skills are diminishing. They got to know that they're not at the top of the game like they used to be. So guess what? Take what's offered and, and, and bow out gracefully. Yeah, but I mean, you saying uh, they know what they owe, but don't you feel like okay, a real veteran, let's say Donovan, mom, mom, but <laughs> but you know, with, with the money that they make you. You know, I mean, they feel they still can play at that level with which they can't. Don't you think they should, like, take it and say, hey, okay, my, my talent is down. I'm to my end of my career. Let's play with the last year over with. Well, you would, you would think, but remember, here here it is again. Who wants to say they've lost a step? Or who wants to say they're dropping more balls? Let's think about it. And you know I hate to even talk about this guy because he's my least favorite. Think about it. Chad Johnson, how how much his production dropped off, and even Miami was willing to give him a chance. He gets he gets in Miami, which he lives in Miami. He gets home, 
and he, he makes a complete fool of himself, dropping, you know, running his mouth in front of the cameras. But on the practice field, you could tell he had lost a step. He was dropping balls. This was his last chance, and yet he was still running his mouth and acting like he was uh, Megatron or somebody, like he was the guy on the block, and he wasn't. Yeah, but, but Glenn, isn't that like, I mean, if you have a team, and that's what you're saying, they lost something like that, but you have a team, you want a veteran on your team like that that played and know the game and, you know what I'm saying, like a Chad or a T.O. or Erlacher, I mean, to help these younger guys, wouldn't you want that, like one one or two players? I want I want veterans that understand their role. I want veterans that understand, hey, you know what, I'm here to lead the troops. Be that leader, be that old guy that that can possibly transition into a job with the organization or with the coaching staff once I leave because of the type of rapport I had with the guys. Don't be that veteran that, that don't want to get a game up, that don't want to get out of there. You know, like you said, if anybody offered us a certain amount of money, we take it because it's good money. But to them guys, their pride won't let them say, okay, I was making $10 million a year. How are you going to insult me and only pay me $3 million? Because it's 10 years later and your productions went down. But guess what? When you're not playing next year and your ass is working at the damn grocery store or, or parking cars somewhere or doing something like that, you're going to wish you would have took that $3 million. Or in Erlacher's case, he wish he would have took that $2 because he's not going to get a job from this point forward that's going to pay him $2 million a year. So he's going to have to swallow his pride. At some point, some point, if he commentates or works on any TV job or works somewhere else, they're not going to pay him two million dollars a year because he's Brian Urlacher. And I, I'm, I'm totally on your side of that, Glow. Agreeing what you're saying, well, yeah, I'm finding what two million dollars. But you know, I heard some reports. I don't know how true it was that Urlacher felt the Bears old and old him. So he was a guy like a team to play with team for 13 years, and like you know, some players say, hey. The time they put in, you know, for this organization, the sweat, the, the, you know, don't they feel they owe something to go to say, hey, you know, at least take care of me when I see your glove? Man, look, look at, they, they, they took care of him by these last two years where he's been injured and he hasn't completed a full season and they gave him a full check. That was his payment. <laughs> you know what? Powerball been making all this money off of people supposedly putting money back in schools. They owe the schools. Guess what? In life, Everybody's owed something, but do we collect on it? No. So we're going to continue to be owed. So get over it and move forward. My, my question to you, Eric, is I heard that the game of football has changed. It's faster and it's, it's for the younger guys now. That's why you don't see none of these veterans getting picked up. Do you feel that? that like well, well it is. It's a newer game, and the game is a lot faster. The guys are a lot bigger. The guys are a lot stronger. And, and, yes, they are a lot faster. But think about it. Why would you spend your money right now on an old guy when you don't have to? Now, here's a prime example. I'm going to give you a good one right now. You know Michael Crabtree just went down in uh, San Francisco. Mm. Yeah, no, Michael Crabtree uh, blew out his Achilles tendon. So he's supposed to be done for the season. So now where does that put San Francisco? Because Michael Crabtree was their guy last year with Randy Moss, but they released Randy Moss. Crabtree hurt. So now what do they do in San Francisco for a receiver? But, well, they but got both. my point is, yeah. but my, say it again. They got um, both. 
They got Bolden from um, the Raiders. Um, um, Baltimore. Baltimore. But still, they still need that. That is Bolden going to fly down the fly down the field? Is Bolden faster than Crabtree? No. We talking about speed. We're talking about speed here. Bolden's the older guy. Crabtree's a young, fast guy. You're talking about how come older guys aren't getting picked up? It's because, for the most part, you don't have to pay them the money right now. You can wait till preseason, or wait till somebody get hurt next season and get them for cheaper. It's about scoring touchdowns. It's about points. It's about being big and strong. You know, the league have done a total 360. It's not about those big old slow linemen. Now, excuse me, it's about the the, the new term, you know, having these hybrid linemen, you know, these long, fast guys, not these big old slow foot guys. Well, Glenn, we're going to take a break. When we come back, we're going to talk about these older guys and kind of go into it, talk about them not getting um, picked up for no team to where, you go, and the one that's getting in trouble is not the young guy. So we're going to talk about Tidy Johnson, and we're going to talk about um, Tidy Johnson getting arrested. So this is Jamie Lovett and Eric Glove, Lovett at Sports Talk, and right, right back. Your internet flagship station for sports, Voice America Sports. Want to experience football from the perspective of two former players who also have coaching experience? Tune in to Sports Info UM with Daryl Oliver and Sam Sword. We'll talk about the drafts, play-by-play, and even what's happening in the offseason. Daryl and Sam have the connections and the knowledge to bring you the inside stories of the game's past, present, and future. We'll cover the camps, on and off field, and everything else, football and beyond. Sports Info UM is heard Mondays at 8 p.m. Eastern, 5 p.m. Pacific on the Voice America Sports Channel. When it comes to youth and high school football, listen each week to Coach Al Gross at First and Ten Football. Coach covers vital topics relating to the latest trend on a national level. Join Coach as he interviews personalities from the NFL, NCAA, and the top high school coaches from around the country. Catch all the interviews and get in-depth information online at www.firstand10football.com. Your national resource for youth and high school football. First and Ten Football airs Wednesdays at 1 p.m. Pacific, 4 p.m. Eastern on Voice America Sports. The fans now have a voice to speak their mind. No holds barred. They need to bitch his ass and then move on. I just, I just think that the coach made a mistake. All crazy. <laughs> NFL, MLB, NBA, NHL. Speak up. Speak up. Or forever hold your mouth. We ain't playing around here. Voice America Sports. You're hooked up with Loving That Sports Talk. James Loving and his guests want to hear it from you. Call us at 1-888-346-9144. That's 888-346-9144. Or drop an email to lovingthatsportstalk at yahoo.com. Now, back to the show. This is James Loving back with Hope Love That Sports Talk and always E-Glow. You that glow? I'm here, James. I'm here, baby. Let's make it happen. Well, glad we talked about Titus Young. I wanted to get in, like you saying, these older players are not 
get back into the NFL. And I, and I think it's the older players want to get in trouble with the law club. Chad just got picked up again, arrested for racial violation. I mean, well, I think he had a warrant for, he didn't check in with probation or something. I mean, what is it with these older guys? Don't they supposed to be the one mentoring the young guys, club? Well, you would, I mean, again, again, we keep talking about being mentored and we keep talking about, you know, guys being mature, but you got to look in terms of what guys are you talking about? You're talking about Chad Johnson. He's been a clown since he's been in the league. He was productive early. Then once he started losing his light, as we should say, once his, you know, the fame started going away, he changed his name to that whatever Ocho Cinco, which was even, you know, more special needs, you know, and so, he always does things to keep himself out there. Instead of doing positive, productive things, he does ne- negative things against his character. So I'm not even a fan of his. I don't even like talking about him because he's washed up. So, and, and, and Gleb, I talk with a lot of guys, you know, older guys and younger guys, and everybody's starting to use this theory of all the concussion. Everybody got a break. Everybody uses that as an excuse now, aren't they? Yeah, yeah. Well, I mean, because of the lawsuits and all things like that that are going on, everybody want a piece of that pie, you know. Everybody's seeing money or seeing dollar signs. So, so of course, they're going to jump on the bandwagon, which, you know, a lot of them do have something going on, but it wasn't from hits to the head. They better they better talk about those pharmaceutical drugs they was taking to make themselves perform better. It ain't, it ain't, the, it ain't the blows to the head that, that they should be talking about. It's them pharmaceuticals that that doctors and teams were overlooking that was subscribed to them. That's to me, and this is just me only, nobody else, but to me, that's more of the detriment to the bodies than a lot of those blows to the head, and they're not going to talk about that. Yeah, but this is what you said last week, you know, if I'm all right, that the Titus Young, that you said, they had to know in college that he had to but they wanted him to play, so they looked past the problem, right? So are you saying that everybody looking past these problems and all these people, I mean, everybody has to know that Chad is a, is a mess up, right? Everybody has to know, you know, that, but they're looking past this. And now when they, the career done, they talk about him saying that, you know, hey, we knew he had this problem. Yeah, but, okay, you got to remember, years ago, you know, it's not like it was or it's not like it is today. Years ago, and it's still today where, hey, you go out there and perform, we'll take care of everything else. How much, you know, think about it. What was it? Years ago, Dan Reeves made a comment when Denver wasn't winning. You know, he made a comment to the effect that if we have to, or it was the owner, one of the two, made a comment, if we have to get guys to perform on Sunday and bail them out on Monday night or Monday afternoon, we'll do that because we want to win. So it kind of lets you know just how bad. People are willing to go to win. You know, they can give they can give two, you know, ITs about what you do Monday through Friday or Saturday night as long as you're able to perform on Sunday. That's all they really care about. Now, you look at Titus Young, you can't tell me from high school to college they didn't know that boy had mental problems. And that has nothing to do with blows to the head. That boy just got mental problems. So they prescribed medication and did things like that to control it but he got out of control in Detroit probably because he stopped taking his pills and shit. Yeah. So here's the outcome. No no medication. You know, the dude is doing, you know, crazy things and they're sweeping him under the rug, and now it got to the point where he's fighting his own teammates. 
he becomes a detriment to the team. So what's the uh, outcome? He's not performing like he was. We got to get rid of him. Think about it. The Rams picked him up because of his talent. He was in the Rams organization for less than a week, and they realized they couldn't deal with him. And then the outcome was what? You know, a month later, a couple months later, he's getting arrested three times in one week. So there it is right there. Well, if sports have become a thing where um, there's no loyalty with each other, players or friends, I mean, if you go back and one of the hot topics is Tiger Woods and this Sergio, I'm going at it, you know, and he's making these racial comments. Don't you see that, I mean, it's, 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 there's no friends now in sports, you know. It's like it's cutthroat now. Is that it? I mean, do you see this battle well, between Tiger and Sergio? Is it a racial or is it just something that they don't like each other, just competition? What do you see with that glove? Well, 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 well you know, you got to remember, let's, let's, let's go back to the first part. We had this conversation a while back about how many guys that you play with in Philly are you really friends with? How many people's right. house did you go over to when you was in Philly? How many people came over to your house? Right. How many of their kids know your daughter? How many of their kids does your daughter know? You follow me? Tell me uh-huh. somebody's team. Tell me on your team somebody's birthday or their kid's birthday or their anniversary or simple things like that. So it lets you know it's a business. It's not about friendship. It's not about us being together. It's about us coming together certain times during the week to act like we're all one. And then after that, we isolate ourselves from each other. Now, that old mess with us, Sergio Garcia, that's a whole nother story. Because how can, see, golf, golf got that gentleman game. And I'm not going to say Tiger's not black and all that, but see, here it is. Racism in America pays. It pays well. You know, you can make a comment like that because think about it. This has been building up since Tiger won that last tournament. And we're still talking about it. Do you know why? Because Sergio's trying to keep his name in the media because he can't win a freaking golf tournament. So how do I keep my name out there? What do I do? I make negative slurs. I make comments. My name gets kept in the media. So when the next tournament comes, the media attention's on us. He don't even have an eighth of the money the Tiger has. So how can he even make a comment like that? You know why? Because he's not black. As long as you got that vanilla color skin, regardless of how much money you have or don't have, you're going to always think you're better. Tiger's a freaking billionaire. This dude ain't even barely a millionaire, and he's going to make a comment like that. He, he needs to be, and let me stop, because you, know you know I'm a wild boy. You know I say something crazy in a minute, James. But anyway. Well, I, I listened to some commentary. They said, the comment he made was racist, but they don't feel he's a racist um, person. How does that go not hand-in-hand? Hand? I mean, if you feel that way in your comment you made, then I believe you feel it. And I think we talked about that with um, the wife for New England. Um, right. uh, you know what I'm talking about? Walker. 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 His wife, they made these comments. Don't you think the husband and talked about it? So they felt that, right? That Man, one look, something that just come up and go, hey, Glover like to eat fried chicken. You know what I'm saying? Look, if people could say what they want to say in the media, he could spin it however he wants to. When the comment was made, he made it because his ass is a racist. You know what I'm saying? His ass, his ass was trying to say something, thinking he was being funny. That was going to, you know, put Tiger in a bad place, which it probably did because he might be sensitive. But but my point is this. He don't realize, and, and all them other white boys like Fuzzy Zeller, when he made his comment in 95, 
about what do those people eat, you know, fried chicken and collard greens. Look, in, in my mind, if you don't have the money to make the comments, you shouldn't make the comment. You follow me? Now, if he had more money than Tiger, then yes, he'd make the comment. And we all sit up and, and deal with it. But when you haven't won a tournament and you don't have no money and you're making comments about a billionaire, come on. That, that's not even, that's not even, you shouldn't even get to get that out your mouth. Somebody should come slap you. So, so you basically what you said, you feel that, uh, the comments made to keep his name in the media with Tiger. I mean, of course, this, he can't, he can't win a tournament. In, 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 in the Tiger, I think Tiger grabbed the golf when he's already swing or his caddy asked him a question. And with golf, I guess you got to be quiet and not, you know, isn't that what, what Tiger just feel? Right, right, right. What happened was, Tiger asked the marshal if he had putted already. And the marshal said yes, so Tiger grabbed his club, and uh, Garcia went on to, like, double or triple bogey. So he blamed it on Tiger, saying, you know, he was unprofessional and, and all those things like that when it was known that Tiger had asked a question and the question was answered. It might have been answered wrong, but it was answered. So now we have – I don't see how it's a few, and he's like, oh, I'm being silly, oh, you know, it was a joke. How do you, how do you, how, here's my thing, and I said this to some, to some white people, and he's Spanish, and some of those people as well this morning at the gym. I said, when as black people do we have time in our day or energy to sit up and make racial comments or racial slurs about other nationalities? I said, because we don't ever do it. We don't sit up and take time out of our day to call white people certain names or call Mexicans certain names or Chinese or any of that. We got other we got other important things we got to be doing during the day. But for them, it seems like that's just look at if he said it at that thing with those people around those mics, he said it before at home, and he's had conversations with other friends of his that look just like him about Tiger. It wasn't no one time thing. Come on, you just don't come out to you don't come out to woodworks and say something once. It's, it's, it's a learned trait. It's inherited. It's practice. It's not, oh, this is the first time I've ever used something like that. Come on. That's like saying, you know, I, I had a whole other thing I was going to say, but that would be really bad. But it, it's just sad that here it is, 2013, we're still getting over this. And this is golf. This is a Spanish dude. He's not even American. He's not even an American citizen. You know, he's from a third-world country. And he's up here talking about somebody from America. Yeah, and like you say, I looked at it and it's like, now he's in the media every day, you know, the comments. You know, everybody's tired of that. I think I heard it when Tiger won the uh, Master and they gave him the green jacket and you get to get to pick what kind of dinner you, meal you want. And I think the one guy said, you're going to have fried chicken. You know, yeah, and the yeah. I can see if you're, you're one of his buddies and boys and you make that day. Okay, they joke, you know, but that comment come out. You meant that, you know, you had to fill it for a while. That's my point. It wasn't like this was the first time he had said that. He said it before because it came out too easy without him even thinking about it. You know what I'm saying? When, when something comes out without even thinking, and that means you've had these conversations before, but I'm sure they were more derogatory and negative. That's my only point. So if you don't lose any sponsorship or anything's done, then it is what it is. It's, it's still okay to be be jacked up in America, which we already know. Ask Mitt Romney. It's still okay to be jacked up in America.
Well, we're we'll taking a break. We'll come back. We'll talk about uh, changes in the NBA with coaches. Some coaches might get hired. Phil Jackson back in the news. We're talking about my favorite player, Jordan and Kobe. And then we'll talk about this NBA game that's going to be playing tonight, Miami Heat versus Pacers. So when we come back, we still got a lot to talk about with the NBA. So this is James Glover and Eric Glover. We'll be right back. Internet flagship station for sports. Voice America Sports. Looking for the best show about horse racing and handicapping? Want to play the ponies? Join us every week for Winning Ponies with John Engelhart, racing's regular guy, where you'll go inside and behind the scenes with the top jockeys, trainers, agents, and handicappers in the world of horse racing. This show is the perfect complement to the Winning Ponies handicapping website. Listen for top plays for the weekend and the spot play of the week and win prizes just for calling in. Winning Ponies with John Engelhart is live Thursdays at 8 p.m. Eastern, 5 p.m. Pacific on the Voice America Sports Network. Tune in to a show about making a comeback and what really goes on behind the scenes with your favorite athletes and beyond. Listen for The Comeback Radio Show with Tony Farmer. A lot of people believe what they read on the Internet, hear and see in the media, and on the news. We're going to give our guests the chance to tell the real story without the extra hype. It's not just sports, although that will be a focal point of the program. We'll also look at the world of celebrities, music, modeling, and more. Listen every Thursday at 10 a.m. Pacific Time, 1 p.m. Eastern, on Voice America Sports. The fans now have a voice to speak their mind. No holds barred. They need a bitch's ass and then move on. I just just think that the coach made a mistake. crazy. (laughs) NFL, MLB, NBA, NHL. Speak up. Speak up. Or forever hold your mouth. We ain't playing around here. Voice America Sports. You're hooked up with Loving That Sports Talk. James Loving and his guests want to hear it from you. Call us at 1-888-346-9144. That's 888-346-9144. Or drop an email to lovingthatsportstalk at yahoo.com. Now, back to the show. This is James Loving, host of Loving That Sports Talk, and I always see... We got my homie from San Diego, Glovey Glove. You there? I'm here. I'm, I'm here. You didn't ask me today, but it's only 75 today. It's a little cold today. It's 75 <laughs> and a little windy. That's it. Well, Glove, also we're gonna get those also people in Oklahoma from that tornado. So is that crazy or what? Hey, we had this conversation. Hey, our hearts and prayers go out to them people in Oklahoma. I just want to know what did they do for that tornado to stay on the ground for an hour? That's all. What 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 happened out there for a tornado to stay on the ground for an hour? Sad, tragic, all the above. Unbelievable! And for an hour, where I called you and said for that tornado to be on an hour, that is a long time. I mean, yes. that's a long time. I felt like God. Were they? Well, just Mother Nature against Oklahoma. I remember I asked you that because yeah, we was, yeah we were trying to figure out what happened. Yes, totally amazing. That is so. I could go go out to everybody out there, man. I, I could even be with a tornado on the ground for two minutes, 
let alone an hour. So all our prayers go out to them. But, but yes, uh, we're going to get back to oh, – go ahead. I'm sorry. Oh, no, I just was agreeing with you. I said yes. I want, all right. I want to get back to um, NBA. Let's start off with the Clippers firing that coach Vinny Del Negro. I mean, it always seemed like these these teams that supposed to have a high expectation and it don't happen, the coach gets the one to blame. I mean, you got to look at that team. They had some injuries, you know, here and there, but you got Blake Griffin that's real soft. I mean, you know, you just got players that didn't step up. Well, why the coach always get the blame? It, it's because. Because you're absolutely right. Because he's supposed to be the one, the X's and O's, put the different players out there together, you know, do all the schemes. You know, he's supposed to be able to motivate, teach, and do all the above. But for me, I just think they were playing over their head pretty much the whole year. And it just, at the end, their bench collapsed and just things just didn't go in favor for them. You know, the coach isn't shooting any balls. He's not rebounding. He's not doing anything but drawing X's and O's on the board. And like you say, it's sad because when those guys don't perform up to expectations how they should be, the coach ends up getting fired. And I think Vinny Del Negro is a heck of a coach. And, And he shouldn't be out of a job long. But it's just sad because it wasn't his performance as a coach. It was their performance and the outcome of him getting fired. Don't you think, like everybody would say, that Chris Paul should have stepped up and spoke up for him? Do you think players like that that can make an impact and probably keep the coach should step up and say something? I mean, you look by like some players and get coaches fired too, you know? So do you think he, um, they should have stepped up if they really wanted to keep him? Well, you know what? It kind of seemed like they came to an agreement to me, you know, being out here in Cali. It seemed more so like they came to an agreement. I just think Vinny Del Negro feel he's probably taking them as far as he could take them under the circumstances and with what they have right there in store. I mean, because we don't know who is Chris Paul coming back. We don't know what, you know, the, the roster is going to look like next year. So I think it's just a matter of them coming to a mutual agreement, you know, and we don't know. Maybe he didn't get along with some of the players. We don't. We don't have the inside track. You know, but there's going to be a few more. Hey, no, don't stop with Vinny. You, you better shoot over there to New York. And I love Woodson as a coach, but you better go to New York to the Knicks as well. Well, let's go to him. I mean, Woodson been with a lot of teams, and he just failed at every team, it seems like. Don't you agree? The guy does not know how to sub. He's stuck on older guys, veteran guys that don't perform. Jason Kidd wasn't performing. They were playing better before Stoudemire came back. So what does he do? He tries to implement Stoudemire and your boy Carmelo don't play well together, but he put him in there. J.R. Smith is a streak shooter. He'll shoot you in the game or he'll kill you the next three games. And guess what? That's what he did to the Knicks in the playoffs. He killed them those last three games by being nonproductive with the help of Carmelo and the others. But, it's like Woodson won't sub or won't implement players when he needs to. He'll stick with those guys, and guess what? The ship went down, and I think he's going to go down as well. Well, well, I mean, shouldn't you ride or die with your veterans? I mean, I, I heard, um, can't remember who it was, a player that's a, he was an NBA star, that said, yeah, shoot yourself out of a slump. You know, so if the coach pulled him, don't you think that keeping him in a slump, a jar? I'm talking about gloves. I know what you're talking about. It's like this: you, you, 
You say ride or die. I say when you ride, you're looking for a job next year. And and I think that's what's going to happen. Yeah, you can sit him on the bench and get him out the game and, and let him hopefully shake it off, come to the bench, let him look at the game, watch the flow of the game, and get back in the game mentally that way. But, you know, when you're when you're taking bad shots, which, you know, sometimes you have to work inside out. J.R. Smith was always good when he was attacking the basket, doing them crazy shots, and then coming out firing the jumpers. He wasn't fire jumper, fire jumper, go inside. Now that your jumpers are off and you go inside, you're predictable now. So I just think they were in a bad situation the minute they got all of them, Carmelo, J.R. Smith, Kenyon Martin, all those old has-beens from Denver where they, you know, didn't play up to expectations in Denver. Then you add him with Jason Kidd, who's 65, and it was just a recipe for disaster. And their mother was on the bench as well. Well, let's let's um, talk about other teams. And I just I don't understand what's going on the Bobcats. I think ever gonna be anything because I heard a lot of people say Michael Jordan just not a a, a person should own a team, not a general manager. He just that is he ever just gonna get that team out glove, or are they ever gonna be anything? Well, well, you see, see, and I was having this conversation with somebody earlier. I said when Jordan bought the teams, he was under some bad contracts. They were paying guys that shouldn't have been paid. So in doing that, it kind of cripples you for the next few years. Now I think this is year five, so he's finally getting out from underneath those contracts. And so hopefully in these next four or five years, we'll see the team going in a better direction than it has been. But the other side is seeing that he is your boy from Chicago. Jordan burned a lot of bridges with players. Guys don't want to play for Jordan. So how can you expect guys to come there if you burn bridges with them? Well, what you mean he burned bridges? I mean, I didn't, I'm, I'm lost with that one because we know Jordan is the best player in the world. But go ahead, what you mean, Gunnar? Well well, 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 being the best player in the world and being the owner of a team is two I just different things. I didn't throw that out there, though. That's why I didn't take it. Yeah, but but wasn't nobody really paying attention to that best player in the world because well, he only has six. He only has six rings, and Bill Russell still have eleven. We'll argue that one all day long. But anyway, you know, when you burn bridges, when when there's guys. When there's guys out there that can help your team and you're not willing to, to pay the guys to come in to help, you know, you're trying to you're trying to run your team on a budget, you know, and things like that, which it is a business decision. Don't get me wrong, but don't think guys are just going to come there because you're Michael Jordan. They want to get paid, you know, and things like that. So he's just done some things as an owner, trying to use the friendship card and things like that to get some guys to come there. And then when they don't come there, you know, he uses some other choice terms, you know, that 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 some people throw around about not trying to help out the black man and not trying to help out this and not trying to do that. But Jordan haven't been black in years, so why would we buy into that? Well, I think I heard Charles Barkley say he got all his friends working and he got them because they don't know how to tell him no, you know. He's dead as yes man. And that's why Jordan ain't never you know, succeeded, you know. Because he got all these yes people around him, you know? So, I mean, I don't know how much bigger that part plays into it, but, I mean, that organization got to turn around sooner or later, or, you know, you have people not coming to the game, right? Well, I just think I just think he's in a bad situation, you know, because of his arrogance, and he needs to hire people that are qualified to run the team, you know, um, 
go through as a coach and become a coach, you know, figure out the best personnel to put on the court. And like you say, with, with a bunch of his partners there, or yes people there, it's never going to be a good situation for him. But there's nothing wrong with helping all people you grew up with, right, Glow? Look, there's nothing wrong with giving somebody a job that's qualified for the job. I don't give. I don't care who they are. If if you got friends that need help, let them sweep the floors. Let them let them pick up trash. Let them let them work concessions. Let them do other things outside of basketball operations because this is a business. You can put them in concessions or something, merchandising. You ain't got to put them in basketball operations. If you do, make them the towel boy or something like that. Yeah, yeah I agree with that. What's going to go on now with these Lakers? Are they going to fire um, their coach or? I mean, because he's got to do something. I mean, there's been teams, he's been with the Knicks. He's just not seeming close. He cannot put a, a team that's great to be winning. Why is that? Well, I mean, see, people don't realize they're still paying Mike Brown money. Thank God to Mike Brown. He's still on, I think, a two-year deal, so he's getting about 4 or $5 million a year. And then you got this new coach, Dan Tony. he's getting like 5 or 6 a year. So you're looking at somewhere between 10 and $12 million in coaching salaries and I, you know, so so how can you hire another coach when you're paying out ten plus million dollars to two coaches? So you're going to add another five million to your coaching budget. So that's going to be fifteen plus million that you're paying three coaches. Not talking about what you need to do on the court. You know, the Lakers were a better franchise and a better organization when the doctor was running it, hands down, of course. But then once his daughter took over, Jeannie, she did a hell of a job. You know, her and Mitch Kupchak is decent. Now that the son, Jim, wants to make all the day-to-day operations where he came from, nobody knows because for 20 years we never heard about a Jim Bus. But he wants to be the guy and he wants his stamp. And I keep trying to tell people, like when Phil Jackson was available last year, there's no way Jim Bus is going to hire Phil Jackson, the same man that's engaged to his sister. He's not going to do it. It's not happening. So the Lakers are going to continue to be at the bottom until, again, somebody swallow their pride. Do you think that I'm signing Howard? The Lakers can hire, they can offer Dwight Howard the most money, but I don't think Dwight Howard takes it. I think he goes and hides somewhere where he's not in the big market. So you think he's not going to stay there knowing Kobe might not be able to play another season? That would be I his thing. I think he wants a. I think he wants a smaller market uh, where he's not way. as noticeable. Well, he told me he wanted to go to New York, to Brooklyn. You know, but that's even bigger market. Brooklyn, go to Cleveland, go to a smaller team. People are seeing a difference, but I don't see. Do you see Kobe coming back this year, next year, Glove, or is he done? No, no. If Kobe comes back, it won't be till after the All Star break. And it'll be a farewell. It'll be a farewell tour. I don't see him. I don't see him playing. If he does, he's going to injure himself worse than what he already is. That's like I told you. We'll, we'll jump. We'll jump sports. If RG three, who thinks he's Superman, if he rushes back, he'll just shorten his career by coming back as early as he thinks he's coming. Well, glad we're going to take another break. When we come back, we'll talk about the series on tonight: the Pacers versus the Heat, and what you think. And if you think um, Miami going to lose this or Indiana, we'll be right back. Hey, 
your internet flagship station for sports. Voice America Sports. Okay, sports fans, here's your opportunity to discuss football, America's favorite sport. On an annual basis, millions of people attend, watch, and listen to football, both pro and college. Ray Ellis Sports, an internet talk radio show, was developed with the fan in mind. Join host, former Philadelphia Eagles and Cleveland Browns strong safety, Ray Ellis, on Voice America Sports every Tuesday at 1 p.m. Pacific for exciting, interactive football discussions from the fans' perspective. Tune in every Tuesday at 1 p.m. Pacific to Ray Ellis Sports right here on the Voice America Network and let's talk football. Sports continues to grow and evolve to ever-increasing prominence in today's society. On All Around Sports, host John Inglesby will connect with the leading newsmakers from the sports world, including players, owners, and fellow sports journalists, discussing the top news and events that are relevant to sports today. John will also report from and offer his experience of the world's top sports events. Tune in to All Around Sports with John Inglesby, Fridays at 1 p.m. Eastern Time, 10 a.m. Pacific, on the Voice America Sports Channel. Your internet flagship station for sports, Voice America Sports. Your internet flagship station for sports, Voice America Sports. You're hooked up with loving that sports talk. James Loving and his guests want to hear it from you. Call us at 1-888-346-9144. That's 888-346-9144. Or drop an email to lovingthatsportstalk at yahoo.com. Now, back to the show. This is James Loving, back with Loving Sports Talk. And always, lovey, lovey, that glove, what's that weather like? Oh, man, you know, we just fired up the grill, man. It's only like 76. You know, we got them fat steaks and salmon and shrimp wrapped in bacon on the grill, baby. <laughs> that sounds like a meal. Well, love the series of Miami-Indiana starts tonight, and I think you said it best. You know, all the talk about it's going to be a physical game and everybody all into it to see what's going on. Do you think they'll be physical and who you see winning game one? You know what? I think the, the, the layoff been hurt in Miami here recently. So I think by them being off seven days and, and Indiana just coming off the series, you know, I think Indiana's ready to go. So to me, I think it's a close game. To me, 10 points is close. I think it's a close game, and I think Indiana wins the first game. Um, you say because Miami come off that um, seven game. Isn't they learn from when they the Bulls? Remember that when they came off that – Long layoff and the Bulls just trash them. Shouldn't they be more prepared? Well, you would, you would, you would think so, and they know what's in store. But still, until the game starts, and until you start shooting them jumpers and running up and down court, you don't know how you're going to respond. So, you know, I think that they'll they'll come out a little a little sluggish, you know. And like I said, I think they need this to snap out of it. You know, I think it'll go six. And and Miami wins the series, you know, possibly seven. I say six, possibly seven, but Miami wins the series. Did you see in Miami that Dwayne Wade got a knee problem, and well, do you think that affect him as long or affect him early on in the season? I mean, in this series. 
Well, I mean, it's according to how many minutes he have to play. You know, a knee is only, you know, according to how many minutes you have to play. If he have to play long minutes, then I think it hurt him long term. But if he could, you know, get in and get out, get in and get out, I think it benefits them long term. Isn't that the key with championship? If none of your players stop players are injured or you're injury free, I mean, if you see that Dwayne Wade starting to come injured, more work is going to have to be with LeBron and Chris Boss and your role players. Isn't that kind of bad for Miami, though? Well, well, the the key here's the key in this series right here, and which was the key in the last series. If Chris Boss can get the big man out the middle by making jump shots then it makes the game a lot easier for LeBron and those guys going to the basket. But if Chris Boss, which we've seen him struggle in some of those games, if he's not making those outside shots, bringing the big man away from the basket, then it's hard for Miami to penetrate inside. But the, the three-point shooters have to be on point tonight or throughout the whole series. Do you think Miami needs this? I mean, if it's not their bench don't step up, Miami will not win the game or do it don't matter if their bench step up. I mean, because it looks oh, like their bench, if their bench, if they don't get anything from the bench, they're gonna get blown out. You really think that? Yeah. Now, now that you get to this point in the series, your bench plays a key role. You need those minutes. Either, either your bench got to come in six and seven, and if you have the eight coming in, six, seven, and eight have to come in and either sustain the lead that you have or build on it. They can't come in and go negative points. And that's what happened to a lot of teams when they put in six, seven, and eight. They don't, they don't sustain nor build. They go reverse. And that's what the, the, the starters got to come back in and fight from the reverse points that they just gave up, the negative points, excuse me. And you make a good point when you say the starters are coming in because I see where they get to where the starters are playing 46, 47 minutes. That's wearing them down because the bench is not – they can't take them out because the bench is not coming through, you know. Yeah, and that's the other factor with the series. They had to play long minutes. Those big, those guys had to play minutes, man. They had to, they had to put in some work. So they're going to be a little tired. If Miami can get out and run them, they'll run some of the gas out of them, run some of that out of them early, but still, you know, it's going to have to be on a consistent basis. And I'm not sure how Dwayne's knee is going to hold up and, you know, um, what Bosch is going to do. Bosch is the key. Well, Glenn, I want to take these last few minutes to throw some player name out there. And I want you to let me know if you think they're coming back to that team or the career done or you see them at another team. Paul Pierce for the Celtics. Will he come back? Will he go to another team or is he done? Uh, I would like to see him come back uh, with the Celtics, but uh, I think for money reasons he goes to another team. Kevin Garnett. He's a Celtic. He'll be with the Celtics? Yeah, he comes back and he's a Celtic. How many years do you see him having left? I think one more year. One more year? Yeah. Steve Nash. Well, Lakers got him on a contract for two more years, so he's back with the Lakers. So you think he will be the starter there? I mean, because... Well, hopefully he'll get healthy and hopefully he'll produce more than he did this year. So you, you still feel he will be there, right? Yeah, he'll be with the Lakers. The Lakers signed him for three years. They're not going to give him up and pay him that free money. Chris Paul. I see him leaving the Clippers. 
Where do you see him going? If that, I mean, I, I thought I seen him. I thought I seen him coming to the Lakers, but it remains to be seen. Um, I could see him somewhere else, not New York. Uh, Dallas, a team that's a contender. Well, so you said the Lakers. The Lakers getting all these star players, and they're not winning. So apparently, well, no, I think. Not- I think the swap could be they talked uh, Paul for Howard in the some swap swap. So, like I said, but I don't see Chris Paul coming back to the Clippers. You don't see uh, Howard, you already said you, you don't see him coming back there, right? No, I don't see him back with the Lakers. I do. I do for the sake of the money, but then production-wise, no. Well, here goes the biggest run. I couldn't wait to get out there. Dwayne Wade and Chris Paul, do you see them coming back to Miami? Oh, yeah, without a doubt. You do? That team, yeah, and, yeah, they got a good nucleus. Miami could run off about three or four uh, championships as quite as kept in a row. Well, Miami could run them. off about three or four. Well, I say the best for last. You know, I did. Phil Jackson came out in a statement saying Michael Jordan was a better role model—not role model, but a better leader and ball player than Kobe. What's your take on that? We all know Michael was the best player in the world. We all know his leadership was great with the Bulls, how he took that team and and these young kids, young, you know, Pippen, Grant, you know, and, and, and made them into stars to build around them. What's your take on that? I can't wait to hear this. I just I just I think you just answered your own question. I don't think I really need to say anything. And and I'll say it to you and, and all the other people in Chicago, like I've always said it. Jordan did become Jordan until he got players around him. So for as great as everybody think he is, it didn't happen until he had players around him. Just like when we had a conversation about Magic. Well, Magic, you say Magic had Kareem and Worthy and all them. Okay, what's your point? He won a championship his first year. How many years did it take Jordan to win a championship? Refresh my memory there, Mr. Uh, James Lovins, who think uh, Michael Jordan is all world. I think he's one of the – one of the greater players to play, not the greatest. He's one of the greaters because different people came in different times and did different things for, for the NBA, so I can't call him the greatest. I can say he's one of the great ones, but not the greatest. Now, did he make players around him better? Of course. When he's letting Tax in and he's letting B.J. Armstrong and he's letting guys like that take the last shot because he instilled confidence in them and they believed that he believed in them. So, of course... Is, is he better than Kobe? Of course, because we all know Kobe's selfish. It's all about Kobe. It's not about the team. You know, Kobe does things to prove point. Well, I'm not going to shoot the ball the whole first half and let's see how we do. Well, Jordan wouldn't do anything like that. So that's, that's a dumb, that's a dumb statement from Phil Jackson, who's supposed to be the Zen man. You know, he needs to figure out what he's going to do. He, well, I'm retired from coaching, but I want to consult. But if you give me half the franchise and, and, $15 million, I'll come back and coach. Phil, here it is. You think Jordan's the greatest? Go down there and coach the Bobcats or whatever their name is now. Go coach down there with Michael Jordan, and let's see how much of a Zen man you are. And if you turn around the Bobcats in five years or whatever you've done to win your first championship and when you're on the team, turn the Bobcats around, and I'll bow down and say Phil Jackson's the greatest coach ever to coach the game. But guess what? I guarantee you he won't do that, Mr. James Love in Chicago. Chicago Bulls, Michael Jordan's number one player. You're making a point that none of those great coaches have been in the league will go coach at a bad team. You know that. It's just going to happen. You know, you're not going to see – you'll see the young guys that want to get in coaching to go coach. 
see, but you're not going to see a Phil Jackson or a Carl, um, George Carl, and all them go looking on bat. Come on, Glove, be real. So then we can't consider him the best because he's not willing to challenge himself. He's another good coach because he's won championships. So so stop talking about how great he is, this, that, and the other, until he, if he loved Michael Jordan so much, tell him to go help him out of that slump. I, I, didn't say the was I said Michael. We talk about Michael and Kobe. Phil said and, and I was talking about Michael. Either. I was talking about Michael. I was talking about, of course. Look, if you were a better leader than Kobe, <laughs> look at look at my 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 captain on my pop Warner team is a better leader than Kobe. The the, the damn the damn crossing guard at at your at the little elementary school by you is a better leader than Kobe. Getting the kids up there, getting the sticks out. Kobe ain't no leader. You there? I'm here. Well, I would just make a point of Michael that you hate saying that name, so it's all good. Well, Glove, I want to thank you for another great show. And then next week, let's see if your um, prediction was right about this Miami and uh, Indiana game, Glove. All right. All right. Thanks for another great show. All right, man. That's going to do it for this week's edition of Loving That Sports Talk. But don't worry, James Loving will be back next week, Wednesday at 3 p.m. Eastern, noon Pacific, on the Voice America Sports Channel. Get ready to love more sports talk then. And keep in touch with James all week at lovingthatsportstalk at yahoo.com. Thanks again for listening to the preceding program brought to you on the Voice America Sports Channel. For more information about our network and to check out additional show hosts and topics of interest, please visit voiceamericasports.com. The Voice America Talk Radio Network is the worldwide leader in live Internet talk radio. Visit voiceamerica.com. The views and ideas expressed on the preceding program are strictly those of the host or guests and do not necessarily reflect the views and ideas held by the Voice America Talk Radio Network, its staff, and management.